Welcome to Branching Out, a podcast presented by the reporters and editors of the Acorn Newspapers, offering you a closer look at the news in your community. All right. Uh, welcome to another edition of Branching Out. It is we're back. It's Monday, April 6th. You're right. We're back. So sorry for being uh, absent last week. We uh, started working from home. Our podcasting rig doesn't really allow for distance <laughs> podcasting, so we spent some time trying to figure out how to make that happen, and now we're back. So, I'm excited. I mean, people, some people really missed us there. People came in. I was getting really sensitive about it. People came in and said, are you guys still podcasting? Yeah. Like, we are still podcasting, damn it. Okay, so, so uh, that, to be back. That, uh, this is Ian Bradley. That was Kyle Jory. Uh, I am in a uh, room in... Van Nuys, where uh, I have access to my recording equipment. Kyle is in the office right now, but uh, we couldn't couldn't quite pull it together as far as gear because it turned out I had all the gear with me. So I'm recording him off of my phone, which is why it sounds a little weird. But what you can't see is that we're zooming and looking at each other. So it's kind of like <laughs> we normally like we're do in things. The same room. Yeah, yeah. So, so if, I, if I if I typically sound bad, oh wow, boy, I'm going to sound. I'm sure I'm going to sound great this week, but I'm glad we're doing it. Yeah, no, it's good to be back. If anything, it's just a nice measure of um, normalcy continuing, you know? Exactly. Or exactly. life people, life continuing, rather. Yeah, I mean, it's just like people, the acorns showing up on Thursdays. Uh, you know, people want to know Branching Out's going to still be there on Mondays. It's excited that our fans care about us like that. Um, but just to clarify, yeah, I am uh, still in the office as an essential business. Uh, I am allowed to come to work here, but... Uh, most reporters, all reporters, um, are now working remotely. We have just a uh, few staff members left here at our office in Agora, and I think just one person, our Camarillo editor, Dan Wallich, holding down our Camarillo office. So we are practicing uh, good social distancing and, and still trying to take precautions. Uh, yeah, Kyle chased me out of the office with a stick the other day, actually, because I, <laughs> I showed him to pick up my paycheck, and he was just not happy to see me. I wanted them to just shoot it at you like through a t-shirt cannon, but they, they wouldn't go for that. But yeah, the big change around the office is, you know, and the big news is uh, we're wearing masks now as we walk about the office that that's changed this week, seemingly overnight, uh, which is interesting because we talked about this, you know, about three weeks ago when, yeah. that was still when they were saying no masks. But okay. And that's kind of, yeah. What about that? Well, what I feel about that is mildly, I don't take I take that back actually. I'm not I was gonna say mildly annoyed, but I'm not. It's because we as reporters can only go off the information that we're given at the time, and that's the information they were giving us. And yeah. considering they were concerned about a, there being a run on masks and supplies yeah. running out, it makes yeah. sense to me that they were telling people not to like buy up all, not to wear masks because then people would have run out and bought them all up the way they bought up all the toilet paper and hand sanitizer. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it, yeah. we don't. I think as as journalists, we we don't like being misled or kind of used. Yeah. In that way. I mean, yeah. obviously we were a little bit um, to prevent that run. So I think I would say I'm, I'm a little annoyed, but again, like you understand where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, but, the, but what they're really trying to enforce uh, is that they're not talking about everybody go get medical grade masks, uh, yeah. the N95s. Uh, there's a lot of information going around now about how to make your own homemade mask um, and these lesser grade that can still protect you without taking these devices away from our healthcare healthcare workers who are still uh, sounds sounds like still short of some of these devices. Although it seems with each day they get more of them, so hopefully that situation is getting better. Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, just going to be using a bandana for the time being because I don't 
feel. You can live your outlaw dream. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously the numbers changing with every single day um, here. Uh, and we were just talking before we went on about the difference between Ventura County and LA County. Um, clearly a major size difference in population. Um, so it's hard to compare them one to the other. But uh, as of today, 177 confirmed cases in Ventura County. Um, 3,000, over 3,000 people tested. That's some of the good news. They're starting to ramp up some of the testing. Uh, we're still not seeing a lot of the drive-through test uh, sites like we're seeing in some places. Yeah. They, uh, the county had talked about doing it, but then they ended up uh, reducing. I think they have three now, and they're all in the West County. Yeah. Um, but in the coming days, I am hearing some private efforts again to get some of these drive-through sites going. Now, mind you, you'll still need a reference um, to go there and be tested. Um, but again, the more and more we can test, the better idea we can get the scope of, of what's going on. Have you seen any of those drive-up sites on, on your side of things or heard much about them? No. Um, no. I'll be honest. I'm trying to not spend a lot of time on Twitter, which is where... I would be getting most, I would be seeing most of that stuff. Like I'm checking the county yeah. news, county updates and stuff, but I just, yeah. I, I can't, I'll check Twitter once or twice a day, admittedly yeah. for longer than I might like when I do it, but I'm just trying to stay off of it because it's just a hole and I don't need to spend my whole day yeah. on social media. Yeah, no, it can. I, I, so. I started to hit me over the weekend, you know, how many hours I could just, you know, you can just keep reading and reading and reading about this. Yeah. Um, and you're right. We need to, you know, take time when we have this time to be with our families, our friends, and, and not spend, because you're right, you can spend all day on it. Yep. Um, so we uh, we are have six deaths as of today in Ventura County. Um, unfortunately, still, you know, hold up. Um, all those people are all over the age of 70, uh, all had pre-existing conditions. So not yet one of those cases that's, you know, and, and they're probably inevitable, somebody younger. Yeah. Um, um, not like not that their deaths mean any less, but again, that we've been reporting consistently that those are the people most at risk uh, of suffering the, the most serious consequences. Um, but we also have 36 recovered. We're finally able to share some good news. So, again, like you said at the beginning, we can only share the information we have and people were clamoring to know who's recovered, you know, share right. some good news. And so. We are able to share that, you know, 36 people out of those 177 have gotten it and, and gotten through it. So, you know, as we get bad news, there's little bits of good news uh, leaking out as well. Uh, yeah. What's I, the situation in L.A. County? It seems it's a lot it's worse. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, L.A. County, again, this is my favorite statistic. Uh, L.A. County has more registered voters than 42 states in the union. So just for a size, for for a, a sense of the scale of the population in the county, yeah. like it's yeah. it's huge. So obviously yeah. there's more cases. Um, laboratory confirmed cases in um, Los Angeles County, excluding Long Beach and Pasadena for some reason, mm -hmm. uh, is 4,376. If you include those two cities, it's, it's slightly higher, 4,566. Uh, but only uh, 80, uh, 89 deaths in total. Okay. Um, okay. And, uh, Do you have a recovered number over there? I don't. I'm not seeing one. Give me a okay. second to double check, but I don't think I have one. I do have an, a breakdown by age. So between the ages of 0 and 17, 40 people have it. Interestingly, between 18 and 40, there are uh, just over 1,500 cases. Wow. And, and then 41 to 65, there are um, just over 1,800 cases. So it's, I mean, it's good. Uh, uh, the number of cases over 65 is 907. So it's good that like fewer senior citizens are getting it, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and maybe... 
I don't know, maybe those numbers are higher in the younger groups because it's either younger people who aren't really taking it seriously and still going out or yep. people who still have to go to work. So Exactly. Yeah, so we also have, um, you know... Oh, oh sorry. Case. One last thing I want to send, I want to yeah. share. Uh, as far as cases hospitalized in L.A. County, again, not including yeah. Long Beach or Pasadena, uh, 1,018 of the 4,566. So about a quarter or thereabouts. Yeah. That's a pretty high number. Yeah, yeah. We're, we are 40 hospitalized out of 177. So I guess, yeah, fairly close there as well. But that's still, I think that's a reflection of the fact that the people getting tested are the ones that have the most serious symptoms. Yeah. And they're the most at risk. So, yeah. That, that's, I think, what's going on there. Now, do you have a breakdown of any of our local cities there, Ian? Uh, I, I do. Yeah. It's so according to the uh, LA County Department of Health website, Okay, so the city of Agora Hills has 16 people, 16 people who have coronavirus. Uh, city of Calabasas report, uh, reportedly has 16 as well. And Westlake Village, uh, I'm not seeing any numbers. But uh, there is an, a triple asterisk next to the city of Agora Hills on here, and that is described as meaning the rate is crude and is per 100,000. This represents the number of cases divided by the underlying population and allows for the proportional comparison of cities of different sizes. So it sounds, it sounds like maybe that's saying there should be 16 cases in Agora, considering the size of the city, if I'm understanding that right. Yeah, because I, I, I don't bet. I'm sure that's not 16 confirmed cases in Agora Hills. Right. That, for the size of the city, the size of Agora Hills, that'd be pretty that'd significant. Be, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting to me that Calabasas has the same number. As well. And then Westlake has nothing, and Westlake has like yeah. 8,000 residents. So, like, of course, if they're applying statistical analysis to how many people have it, then they're going to maybe Westlake is too small to really register. So, interesting. I don't, yeah, again, I don't know how they're doing it. My county right now is, is doing it by city. And right now, Thousand Oaks, it looks like I'm checking out beatheemergency.com is where you can find this. Um, Thousand Oaks right now is showing 29 cases. Newberry Park um, with four mm -hmm. and Westlake with six. Um, so uh, and then we're seeing them at, at cities all over the county, which is kind of what the doctors had warned that this isn't in just one place. And I think that's why they're cautioning against these numbers. And, and something to keep in mind, again, these are just confirmed cases. There are, there are plenty of people with this that are, are just staying home yeah. and are, may not be getting tested. So uh, it's a good chance they are low. Um, but since we last spoke, we're definitely seeing them rise, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Stay home. I guess people are finally getting the message. Uh, I saw something, some study, I wish I could cite it right now, but I've seen something reporting that California's cases across the state are going to peak on April 24th. I don't know how accurate that is because obviously it's dependent on a lot of factors that are out of the study's control, such as how many people yeah. go out yeah. and about and stuff. But um, yeah. That seemed that seemed hopeful. Not that, that's yeah. not true. It didn't seem hopeful. That gave me hope. Yeah, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, Ventura County uh, Public Health Officer Robert Levin he was asked to give an estimate of when Ventura County's cases might peak, and he uh, he said sometime between three and seven weeks. So uh, still too soon, obviously, to know for sure. Yeah, the cable man will so. appear sometime between ten a.m. and six p.m. <laughs> exactly next summer. So. Uh, <laughs> to know that it really is you know but people are desperate to hear that kind of get that information yeah uh, so i think our health officials are doing what they can to put that out there but we don't know yeah. you know yeah um and what you know my experience i don't know if it's been your experience ian you know i do a lot with our social media 
you know, what we're constantly dealing with right now is wanting to report the stories we're hearing from the doctors. And, and you spoke with someone who had actually survived and right. And re- well, survived someone who recovered from uh, the coronavirus. Yeah. She was the first case part. treated at Los Robles hospital or regional medical center. Excuse me. Yeah. Tell me, can you, uh, yeah. Tell us a little, I mean, that was, you were one of the first people on our staff to really get to speak with someone who's had this thing. Um, for people that didn't see your story, what was her experience like? I mean, how bad did it get for her? Did she have to go to she, Well, it? okay, so she was saying she'd been feeling unwell and not, like, maybe having a bit of trouble breathing and stuff. So she went to the hospital one day, and they ran a bunch of tests on her, and nothing was coming back positive. They gave her a CT, they gave her an X-ray, like, all this stuff, and they didn't find anything. Yeah. And they were about to send her home mm-hmm. when she said she got, like, serious chest pain. She described it as, like, a ball of fire sitting on her chest that like reached all the way through to her back as well. So they admitted her to an isolation. I think, I think she said the whole floor was like an isolation floor, but they put her in her own room. She was the first patient being treated for coronavirus. And she said it was just boring. Like she, her case was not super severe. They did, they didn't have to put her on a respirator, but they did monitor her symptoms and give her, um, like the inhalers to help her breathe and stuff. Yeah. But, um, most, I mean, she said she spent most of the time like FaceTiming with her family. I think she said her son called like, a couple times a day, her daughter called. Like she just, mm-hmm. she was just talking to people all the time. And she said it was like, I mean, she's sick, so it wasn't a party and yeah. alone, which made it even worse. And she couldn't have visitors. But she's like, it was just, you know, it's just pretty boring. Was really yeah. I thing. mean, I think the more we get those interviews and more people, and now I was happy she was willing to speak with you. Yeah, uh, that's you know, that's those are the stories we want to be able to share with people. But at the same time, the range of the way this virus seems to affect affect people seems to be, you know really wide. We hear from people that don't have any symptoms to people that have really severe symptoms. So, yeah. um, you know, but the more first person accounts we can have, I think are really helpful. Um, on a, a more somber note, Melissa Simon for the Simi Valley Acorn had a story this week. I don't know if you got to see it, Ian, speaking with, um, speaking with someone, a family who actually lost their grandfather to uh, the coronavirus. Oh, you know, I missed, I'll have to read that one. And uh, again, I think those stories are important as well. And it, it just put into perspective the difficulty of losing someone to this virus is that you don't get to spend those last minutes with them. Well, you know, I think th- I think they got to do some FaceTime at the end there or, or even Zoom. Yeah. Um, but you're not you know, that's that's a whole different kind of pain. Yeah. You know? And so I think for every case like you talked to where it, it turned out really well, I think when you hear these other stories like Melissa's, you understand maybe a little more why we're taking some of these measures. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think uh, uh, we're at this point now still where, you know, we're there's still those people, I think, and, and maybe I don't want to group them all into the younger people, but that just aren't taking this as seriously. Um, but with each day, I think those people become less and less. Um, the big news this week, of course, was uh, made it official. All of our schools will stay closed the rest of the school year. Yeah. Which is just, you know, uh, just amazing to think about. I mean, all those kids, now staying at home, uh, no place to go during the day. Uh, we're, we're hearing a lot of big talk about distance learning. I have a 16-year-old at Agora High School, so she's doing it herself. Uh, but it's just not going to be the same. Who, who are we kidding? No, I mean, I, I, it's fun. I, I got a little annoyed, actually, when I read that news because I had just spent the day interviewing high school seniors to be like, what's it like? This is messing up your senior spring. Like, you should be having senior ditch day and like spring senior break. spring, yeah. Yeah, like all this stuff, like prom, grad night. And they're like, well, you know, it's they're they're first off they they all seem to have a very positive attitude about it and they're all saying like yeah. hopefully we can all learn from this experience as a community and like a global community at that so that's like it's awesome but now i need to call them all back and be like well now that school's <laughs> definitely not coming back like what yeah. are your thoughts so 
Yeah, I mean, graduations are such a, um, I mean, they're a big deal everywhere, but in the Acorn country and our local communities, it's just, it's uh, such a big part of what we do. Yeah. And I think now we're scrambling, just like the district is, the different districts are figuring out. And let me reassure any parents that are listening, these districts are going to find some way to honor these seniors. I mean, they're putting a lot of minds together. Um, and it's not going to be just what they had in mind or certainly what they wouldn't have thought a few months ago. Yeah. But they seem really committed to, to finding some solution. And I'm excited to see what they come up with. And I know we're we're doing our best uh, here at the Acorn to figure out how we're going to also recognize some of those seniors. Uh, Eliav Applebaum, our sports editor, just launched just a great idea, um, kind of doing a, a weekly section just on seniors. Uh, he put it out on social media. He got a huge response. Um, so each week we'll be recognizing different sports seniors that, you know, never got to play their final season, baseball players and um, people like that. Uh, and it made me think, yeah, we're going to want to do the same thing for the non-athletes, for the musicians that didn't get to play their final concert or the actors that didn't get to play their, do their final show. So, right. Yeah, the, it's just the impact of that decision is, is huge. A couple real quickly, um, just want to, you know, big news that broke last week here locally was the parks closing. I mean, she's not the parks, the open space trails. Yeah. Um, we had local leaders trying real hard to keep them open um but the the fear of um you know la county is so close i mean yeah. it's a great we, we spend our time talking you cover la county i cover ventura county it's uh their neighbors and so the thought was as soon as los angeles closed its uh beaches its trails its places where else were these folks going to go yeah but ventura county so yeah it was little by little um there's still a few holdouts a few places you can go uh, I'm not going to give those away right now. Yeah, no, I'm not. It's just, I'm, no, it's just, no. <laughs> it's just another, it's just another, you know, and as each one of these things happen, I do fear uh, the public's reaction. I mean, they seem to be doing okay now, but what in about, you know, what in another week, two weeks, three weeks Yeah, when you have fewer and fewer places to go to? Well, yeah, yeah. Um, How are you getting outdoors, Ian? I'm not, dude. I'm not. By the look at your tan, by the look at your tan, I, I guess. What? I, I dude, I, I, I am the whitest person in any room that I'm in, I'm not. But no, you're not. I mean, you come on. I mean, you're you're at least walking around your house every once in a while. I might walk so. around the block, yeah, but I'm not yeah. like I'm not. No, I'm not going hiking. Once I started hearing stories about like how the trails were so crowded and stuff, it's like, of course, around here, everybody's gonna go hiking once they're told like that everything's closed. Like, okay, we can hit the outdoors. Like, cool, but everybody's doing it, so of course I'm yeah. not gonna go because I don't want to be part of that problem, and I also don't want to risk exposing myself to anything. So. Yeah, so I unfortunately, you know, I have living a, a kind of have a nice sidewalk that goes by trees, and you know, so I'm spending a lot of time on that. Yeah, walking my dog, trying to get some exercise. But yeah, we're in a place like Thousand Oaks where our trails, our open space, are our source of pride. Uh, you know, we're just symbolic of just how uh, crazy all this is to see the trails closed. Uh, well, no, I park. was gonna say, yeah. I, I think I, I'm pretty sure I heard Don screaming in the distance when I heard when they closed <laughs> the trails. Yeah, exactly. So. No. Yeah. Yeah, so we still have the parks, um, but I just heard today it looks like they're going to be closing the basketball courts. Apparently, too many five-on-five games. Um, (laughs) But, I mean, what eventually, maybe it could be the parks eventually. We just don't know. Well, I I know a lot of the parks are closed. I've seen the ones in Agora. They have, like, the caution tape wrapped around them. Like, the parks, the facilities are closed. Okay, yeah. The playgrounds are closed. Okay, well, the playgrounds are one thing. The playgrounds are closed here, but our still our community areas in the past and walking paths those have remained open oh, but, oh that's what you're saying but again as you squeeze and you narrow everybody in i, I wonder if, if that could change so that's something we're keeping an eye on 
And really quickly want to update everybody on our, on our, if you're one of those people that, hey, I have all this free time, why don't I do a big home improvement project? It sounded great in theory, but unfortunately now our county officials are seeing too many big crowds in Home Depot and Target and some of these uh, big box stores. And so now they're limiting. <laughs> what? what are you laughing That's at? That's just... Like, of course, it's not a consequence that I would have thought of, but it makes total sense. Like, well, we're stuck at home. Let's finally retile the bathroom. And then <laughs> then I'm just picturing people like with a half retiled bathroom. It's like, oh, do it centers closed. Like, great. Well, the good news is they haven't closed them. But what they've done is apparently the county's changed its order. So they can't sell everything they uh, used to. I mean, you can still get groceries, water, some right. general supplies, I think tools. But if you go into your grocery, into your Home Depot this week or your Target, you'll notice large parts of the store have now been shut down Yeah, um, because more and more it's really about, again, if you're going to force people to stay home, you've got to take away some of these options. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so that's, we're seeing that little by little. Did um, you see, sorry to interrupt. There was yeah, a post please. floating around. I think it was on Reddit of like a couple who it's like, well, we were redoing our kitchen and our living room. It was supposed to take like six weeks and they got halfway through. I think they had just torn everything out when the coronavirus struck and the shutdown orders came through. So they're living with like a microwave and a cooler. And like, that's it, which is just like, I remember when we did that, when my mom read it at her house and it was like, it's kind of fun for a little while, but it also yeah. gets on your nerves. So I can only, gets old. I, I just, I'm really, I feel for the people right now who are, who were in the middle of home improvement projects when this thing, whole, whole thing started. It's not something that I had thought about at all. And it might make actually for a really good story. We should, uh, I'll put something out on Twitter. Well, maybe. It's not a bad idea. Well, hopefully anyone that listens to this, um, if you haven't contacted or reach out to branching out before, it's a great time to share your little quarantine story, what you're seeing, how you're trying to get through this. Um, I think as our reporting goes on, you had some good ideas about, you know, just hearing from people at home, how, um, how they're managing because every life is, is just different now. So different than yeah. it was, no matter what you do. If you have any of those stories to share, please um, let us know about them. We can talk about them on air. Or it just becomes something we can uh, write about in the future. So these will not be Jory's stories. I'm, I'm doing, I'm, this is my article, my, my piece I'm going to be doing, <laughs> okay. uh, but yeah, I'm going to put it out there right now. Uh, please. Uh, but no, I'm putting it out there right now. It, I'm going to be trying to find like a set number of people every week. I haven't determined how many, but yeah. please email me. Ian Bradley at the acorn.com. Uh, I will reach out to you and it's just going to be a quick little thing of like, here's this family, here's how many people are home and here's how they're surviving and all that kind of stuff. I love it. So I love it. I yeah. love it. So yeah, just a reminder, check those, those acorn websites. We are posting more. I mean, we're uploading more, more and more every day. Um, so check out your, you know, what we're getting, what we can in the paper and what we don't, we're putting online. We've taken down our paywall so that anyone can register for free uh, get this information. Uh, we still hope you'll you'll buy a subscription, or we now have a donate option. Um, but I just want to encourage everybody to check those sites because we really are making an effort uh, to update them more than ever. So, Kyle, how are you keeping busy? Like, what have you yeah. what have you been up to? Yeah, I've been. Uh, you know, as as we said, I, I'm still coming to the office most days. Um, yeah, work is still keeping me quite busy. You know, there's not a, a lack of stories to write about. But when I'm not, I'm yeah, I'm getting into a few programs. Of course, I've tuned into Tiger King. I mean, it feels like everyone in the country is watching it at once. Uh, so I'm in episode three there. The guy who directed that and the guy who put that out, like, yeah, I don't, I wow. just, he, he, wow, what auspicious timing for him to have released for that thing to have been put out. You know, like it's a yeah. fantastic story to begin with, but then like, oh, we have nowhere to go. Let's yeah. watch it again. <laughs> yeah, so I've I've done that. Uh, yeah, a lot of my old HBO programs. I'm going so a lot of TV, but yeah, again, I'm trying to take some opportunities to. Um, I did my first TikTok with my daughter. I have not released it publicly yet. 
but it is, is it, out there. Wait, is it like your is it like your Christmas dancing videos? It is. Oh it is. man, you uh, need to share uh, this. Yeah. Oh, you need to share this with us. <laughs> so uh, so I can keep some of my sanity, but um, that's that's about it. You know, okay. how about you? And you're you sounds like you're getting doing some music. We're gonna hear. Uh, you're a not branching gonna... out special tune. No, no, no <laughs> branching out special tune. Uh, yeah, I've been spending a lot of room, a lot of time in a nine by ten windowless room um, that has is crowded with like drum kits and amps and stuff, and just kind of throwing myself into music, which has been yeah. great. It's really good for distracting myself and getting like keeping busy. I'm not good at sitting on my hands at all. Yeah, yeah. So, um, like, that's not to say that I'm not taking downtime and like watching a bunch of TV. Yes, I have seen Tiger King. In fact, I was like yeah. live messaging my buddy who was like, a, he was like, "You need to watch this." So I was messaging him every thirty <laughs> seconds, like, "Wait, what?" Um, doing that. I've been staring yeah. at a book that I've I've been staring at a copy of Infinite Jest that I've been meaning to read for since I checked it out of the Calabasas Library, like in the begin at the beginning of March. Just <laughs> haven't cracked it yet. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, mostly those things. I'm trying to find little projects, stuff to keep busy, but it's a little hard, a little hard right now. So yeah, I mean, it's weird having us all, you know, uh, broken up like this and not seeing, you know, you, Don, Becca every day. But I think we're also doing. I'm trying to do my part to, you know, reach out to everybody and just check in beyond uh, the typical work stuff. So all yeah. right, well, let's not bore people with that. Yeah. Uh, thanks again for tuning in. Um, this has been Kyle Jory, editor, Thousand Saycorn. Of course, you can find me at Kyle B. Jory on Twitter. Give me a follow. Or don't. You know, he's got enough. Or don't. You should, fo- <laughs> you should follow me because I still need followers. Yeah. Um, no, I'm kidding. I just... Uh, anyway, this is Ian Bradley with the Acorn Newspapers. Um, you can find me online at Ian underscore reports. Uh, and please, please reach out to me. Uh, I'm very serious about doing a weekly piece on like this many... Featuring a certain number of residents... Uh, who are stuck at home and what they're doing to keep busy or not. Um, I've been joking a lot with my family about um, like, when are we going to start playing Monopoly and seeing how much we actually love each other? And (laughs) I'm curious to hear those stories from you people out there. So please give me an email. I love it. I love it. All right, everyone stay safe. Be well. Yeah. We'll uh, see you next week.